You can spend, okay, I, I, and I put this because we've got to stop here just for this hour. We've been better trained to expect and handle sin than to expect to enjoy freedom. We begin the day, if we're honest, we begin the day kind of afraid of sin. We live ashamed when we do sin. We go to bed with a long list of the things and how we messed up and what we wish we could have done better. And if our list isn't very long, then we fear we've overlooked several hidden sins <laughs> and maybe we've gotten too proud. Just after the Emancipation Proclamation, Lincoln said, quote, we are like whalers who have been on a long chase. We have at last got the harpoon into the monster, but we must now look how we steer or with one flap of his tail, he'll send us all into eternity, unquote. And the reason I put that one in there is because of this, this thing that you have to catch about this. Paul, I, I, you know, I can't, I don't have enough skills. None of us probably have enough skills. This is why all I know is you have to read this and read this and read this until it dawns on your spirit. Satan wants the body of Christ to remain slave-centered, slave-conscious. Think about it. Think about it. Having been totally, everything's happened. There's been a war fought in heaven, my friends. You know what? Just like there was a civil war, slavery was abolished. They could go free. They were allowed to have uh, three or four families were allowed. They, they give them five acres of land, two mules and stuff. They could go and live and have their own life. But so the great majority of all the slaves of the South chose. They chose. They chose. They chose to stay with their plantation owners. Or they've been whipped and beaten, the women raped anytime they wanted to and what have you. They chose to stay there because, again, this is the story. See, the unknown was more frightening to them than the known. Remember like the world says, better the devil that you know than the, not, than the devil that you don't know. But see, this is what I mean. It takes courage to start out on a new life. But there is a new life, you see. There is a life outside of sin. And what I'm trying to communicate to you is there's life away from that block of concrete. <laughs> but you need to go explore it for yourself. You don't have to keep coming back to that block called sin. You can if you want to, because sin's still there. The sin principle's still there. You can still feed that part of your body that will always that, and cause that part of your flesh to stay strong if you want to. Or you can tell that part of the body, like, see, this is going to go into Romans 8, little later, remember, where Paul's going to say in Romans 8, now, if through the power of the Holy Spirit, you will habitually deaden and deprive your members of the power of sin, you shall surely live. He said it's something that you've got to create a new habit about. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can habitually deaden and deprive of power that evil that lurks in our members. Hallelujah. And then he goes, remember, here, this is Romans 6. Then he goes to Romans 8. Says that, then all the way in Romans 12, remember, he's still on the same thing where Paul says, therefore, present your body as a living sacrifice. 
Take your body, take your members, and this is something you need to do. You need to, for a while until it gets real, in the morning you say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I present my eyes as a living sacrifice to you today. I present my hands, my arms, I present my body to you. I'm not going to allow my eyes to behold things that they ought not, like it says all the way back in Job, why shall I gaze upon a maid? You know, all these kind of things. And I mean, I'm just, being, I'm just, I'm saying it has to get that real to you. Where you make a covenant with your eyes, where you make a covenant with your, with your body and you say, I'm going to present. You bring it to the Lord and you present it to him on an altar and say, here is my body. And you see, the thing is, you can do this. This is the glory of why you have to understand what God's done in grace. The grace of God is out of all proportion to the fall of man. The grace of God is not at all to be compared to the effect of that fall. The power of sin's attraction will be absolutely obliterated if you'll allow yourself enough study to see the grace. And then God's grace, the nature of the new man, will cause you to begin to feed that attraction. And I'm just saying the attraction towards holiness will become far greater than the attraction towards being, well, pursued, pursuing after sin. Amen? Anyhow, i got to stop right there. Father, I'm just trusting you that somehow this stuff will get communicated. We ask your help. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, you're the only one that can take words from a letter and cause them to become spiritual meat to us and to our lives. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen.